Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Texas Hemp Coalition podcast. I'm your host and executive director, Alyssa Nolan. And today we have a special guest with us, Mr. Jason Alman, who is the general manager of Nature's Purpose CBD out of McKinney, Texas, and also one of our board members for the Texas Hemp Coalition. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Alyssa. How are you today? I'm doing just peachy. You know, it's starting to get a little chilly outside sometimes in Austin, but uh, I'm ready for the holidays. How about yourself? I'm definitely ready for the holidays. This is my favorite time of year when the seasons change and it starts to get a little cooler outside. Agreed. Well, thank you for being with us here today. And I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of tell us a little bit more about, you know, when Nature's Purpose was founded, why, and how y'all got involved in the hemp industry in Texas. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. So Nature's Purpose was uh, created in 2018. Uh, That's when we formed our business and started doing our research and development. And um, throughout that process, uh, you know, we had a tragedy in our family. And um, my co-founder, my wife, Kelly, we had experienced a a tragic loss in our family. And uh, this was causing my wife to experience uh, complex PTSD and anxiety and just, you know, having a real hard time dealing with that. And um, her first go-to was pharmaceuticals. And she had some pretty serious uh, reactions to certain medications that she didn't tolerate those very well. So we were in the process of uh, trying out a few different formulations on full spectrum CBD. And so we gave that a shot and we finally found something that was effective for her. And so that is really uh, was kind of the birth of nature's purpose. It helped us figure out our formulation and how we were going to go to market. And so Um, We got started in uh, at the end of 2018, we uh, prepared to launch our first uh, products, which was a full spectrum CBD. We had three different strengths, a 250 milligram, 500 milligram and a thousand milligram. And that uh, that's how the company was born. And we've um, from there, we've expanded into several different uh, products over the years. But we got our start with full spectrum CBD. Great. So what have you seen from a lot of your customers on, I know we have some, you know, broad spectrum, full spectrum. Do you have any broad spectrum in your store? Are you seeing your clients gravitate more towards full or broad? Explain a little bit more about that. Correct. So we have seen um, customers that, you know, started out full spectrum and there was, there were isolates. That was kind of really all that existed in the very beginning. Um, Now we've seen uh, additions. We've added our ultra broad spectrum um, CBD oils. We've also got a, a ultra broad spectrum CBD wax that's very popular. Um, as we've uh, as we've kind of matured in the industry, we've seen that there's a, a strong um, desire for the minor cannabinoids. So a lot of our products are very rich in the minors. Um, several of our oils are you know 10 to 15 percent minors uh, in addition to the CBD. Okay, got it. So y'all are based in McKinney, Texas. Y'all have a brick and mortar, correct? We had. A brick and mortar. We okay. closed our brick and mortar when COVID hit, and that was uh, one of many t- turning points that we've experienced over the years. But we went uh, online only, and we were kind of, um, I guess, a little bit curious about what that meant for our business. We didn't really know, but it was actually a great thing for us. And when we moved to online only, we increased our uh, footprint, and we actually ship almost every day to all 48 states. So we have clients. Uh, all, all throughout the U.S. and then we're also very popular in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, wow! What are those people purchasing? <laughs> uh, they purchase a lot of uh, CBD, but also uh, Delta Eight is very popular uh, there as well. Okay, so 
you bring up Delta eight, which we've had a lot of discussion about that and um, how the legal concerns with Delta eight and what's been going on through the legislative session, through the temporary injunction with dishes, what type of impact has that had on your business? Sure. It's been a roller coaster ride to say the least. So um, this summer we were very uh, active in uh, the legislative session and uh, we made several contributions, not only with time and, and resources as well. Um, to help protect plant medicine. This is something we feel very strongly about. And, um, you know, obviously we were successful in that uh, through your help and your leadership. And then dishes through the curveball at us uh, a few weeks ago. So it's it's been a roller coaster ride, to say the least. We have um, adapted and remained nimble. Um, obviously, when they put the ban out, we pulled everything off the shelves. We got rid of everything. And then the injunction happened and we're kind of back in business, but we're, we're still cautiously optimistic about the future of Delta eight. And so one of the things that we've done to maintain uh, continuity with serving our customers is that we've added um, compliant uh, Delta nine products. So we have some uh, drink mixes coming online. We've got gummies. Uh, we're working on some different distillates that are 50 state uh, legal. So kind of adapting to uh, the curveballs that are being thrown our way. So when you talk about, you know, it's compliant in 50 states, can you explain and go a little bit more in depth than that? Because I think there's a lot of brands that are looking and how do I become maybe more nationally recognized or, or how can I be compliant in these other states? For sure. So the in order to stay compliant at the federal level, with it has to be hemp derived and you have to keep your Delta 9 THC content below uh, 0.3% uh, by dry weight. So that still allows for there to be um, plenty of room there to have, you know, say a 10 milligram gummy. Our gummies are a 10 to one. So 10 um, part CBD to one part uh, THC. So they're, they're very rich in uh, CBD and that, that offsets some of the psychoactive aspects of the THC and provides a very mellow uh, experience. And so um, in order to stay 50 state compliant, we have to comply with the farm bill, which is uh, requires less than 0.3 percent delta 9 thc that makes total sense i i think that we've got a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are retailers like yourself um so you know if, if there are people that are listening that are looking into you know developing an, an e-commerce business or a brick and mortar retail store what's some advice that you would give them as they get started in their journey um, choose your partners wisely. Um, make sure that the people that you're doing business with uh, share the same morals and values that you do. Um, there are a lot of really great companies in the Texas hemp scene, and you know I would uh, you know encourage them to speak to others in the industry that can introduce them to the companies that are uh, leading the charge and that do uh, great work and, and stand behind uh, the products that they formulate. So I think having good partners is really a key to it's been a key to our success. And I think it's key to the success of any company looking to get started in the industry. So as nature's purpose, you have your own formulations and your own tinctures, but do you also carry other brands as well? We do. We do carry a few other brands. We are really, um, because when we started, the Texas hemp scene was, uh, had not, uh, it really even been created. There weren't really any hemp farmers around. And so we were sourcing most of our products from Kentucky, Colorado, and uh, Oregon. And now we're, because we want to support our local market as much as we can, we've aligned ourselves with uh, various uh, partners. Uh, Tejas Hemp is one of them, uh, Bayou City as well. And we're really trying to bring as much of that back to Texas as we can and really support our, our farmers here because they need uh, every advantage that we can give them. 
I agree. And I think that we're going to see, you know, more people getting involved in the industry in the state of Texas. I think that it's taken maybe our Texans a little bit of time to open up to the idea of a cannabis industry in the state. But the more that we do support our Texas brands like y'all are doing. And and I think you bring up a good point, which is, you know, making sure that these partners that you're working with have good quality. So what are some of the qualifications that y'all look for in working with different brands to, you know, carry in your e-commerce? business? Sure. Well, we uh, we base a lot of it off of the certificates of analysis and making sure that they're doing all of their testing and due diligence. Um, we also believe in very close personal relationships, not just with our, our vendors and suppliers, but also with our customers. You know, we want to see the people that we're doing business with. We want to tour the farm. Um, we even want to be invited when it's harvest time. We want to come out and bring our scissors and our equipment and, uh, you know, and get involved in um, helping with the harvest. I mean, we, we like the dirty aspects of the job and, um, you know, really solidifying our, our relationship with people um, by getting out there and really seeing what they're doing firsthand instead of uh, relying on phone and email, which is really great and convenient. We want to actually see what's going on and, and get a, get to know the people that we're doing business with. And that seems to be uh, paying dividends for us. Are you seeing that your individuals that are buying off your e-commerce site, are they gravitating towards, you know, that the fact that it's local Texas owned, that it may be grown in the state of Texas? Do you, do you see people gravitating towards that aspect of the industry? Absolutely. And I think, you know, we're in a unique um, position because we're able to introduce people to, um, you know, some of the Texas hemp that is very unique. I mean, I, I think uh, Tejas hemp, I use them as an example all of the time because they have some strains that you can't find anywhere else. And I think because of our presence on Reddit and other social media platforms, we've been able to introduce uh, that to the market and help them create demand, which I believe is very sustainable because if our hemp farmers are successful and they're doing well, then we're also going to do well because without the hemp farmer, really there is no industry. It all starts with the hemp farmer. And in our opinion, that is the most important uh, piece of the puzzle. That is, that is very true. The hemp farmer is very important to all of this. You know, I think, you know, when people think of CBD, they automatically think of tinctures, they think of gummies and maybe they don't necessarily think of flour. You know, they don't think they think more in the cannabis industry about flour and, you know, something that they can use to grind, to smoke. Um, so do you on your website, are y'all selling flour? We do. Yes, okay. we have. Um, we only sell boutique flour and things that are um, unusual or, or somewhat unique to the industry. You know, we're we're kind of staying away from the run of the mill strains, the super haze and, and things that everybody has and really trying to bring a unique offering. And so we have um, several different strains of uh, hemp available. Um, we have most of it is uh, Texas based hemp. We work with them. Um, uh, most of the Texas hemp farmers to bring uh, their plants to, to market and help uh, sell that flower. And we're very uh, well known for the flower that we procure. We do a hand trend, um, fair trade pricing to the farmer, meaning that we allow the farmer to set their price. If, if they tell me the price is X amount per pound, well, then that's what we pay. And if the market dictates, if the product doesn't sell at that price, then, you know, we'll, we'll come back and, you know, have another discussion. But so far that's worked out really well. And, and we want to make sure we're taking care of these guys because they are such an important piece of what we do. I think that's very important. And I think it's great that y'all are showcasing these more boutique brands and these 
boutique flower strains for these individuals that are in our state or in states where maybe cannabis isn't legal recreationally or there's not a strong medical program because, you know, it's showing that you can still use hemp flower as your own form of medicine and maybe have a similar effect. So what are you hearing from your consumers when they're purchasing products, uh, tinctures, gummies, flowers, what are you hearing from them and how has that changed since y'all started your business? Well, I think there's a lot of people that are surprised that hemp flower has such a profound effect and it's so relaxing. I know my, myself included, I had, um, uh, the honor of being a, a judge for the Texas Hemp Cup. And when that's how I was introduced to, you know, Aaron from Tejas and, you know, I got to sample all of, all of the different strains and the, um, the effects of CBDB for one were very unique to me and, and it's uh, been very beneficial to me. And I've actually incorporated those products into my daily routine. And I'm hearing the same feedback from customers, you know, they're surprised that um, this product that's derived from hemp can provide such a great uh, benefit to their wellness without some of the side effects that they experience with other, you know, pharmaceutical products or, or perhaps even other cannabis products. I think that hemp is very uh, well suited to, to benefit a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So where do you think, do you think that you guys will stay e-commerce? Do you think there's a future for brick and mortar? There is, we will get back to that. That's part of our 22, uh, 2022 plan is to uh, go back and open up, uh, you know, somewhat of a, a much larger brick and mortar um, presence because we do have uh, quite a bit of demand here locally um, for that. So I do see that happening probably in the middle of next year. That's great. So, you know, anybody during that time frame, be sure y'all are watching out for Nature's Purpose CBD. They have a great presence online. Their website is absolutely beautiful and they have a lot of great products. I think that anybody that's out there in the industry that's looking into doing something that's e-commerce or brick and mortar, they're a wonderful example just of how professional that it's done. Their branding is great. There's transparency. So, you know, you talked about that you really look on, you know, you look at COAs and you look at the quality of the product. So, you know, we talked about advice that you would give farmers, but what's the most important thing that you look at when you're looking towards the quality of these products out there? Sure. Well, I, I look at, when I look at the quality of flour, I'm looking at it uh, perhaps from a a very um, scientific perspective. I'm a certified interpreter. And so when I'm examining the quality of flower, I'm, I'm doing that through an examination visually, through a, a, a jeweler's loop and magnifying the trichomes, inspecting for any sort of um, pest that may be in there, um, spider mites, mold, powdery mildew, really um, checking for any kind of structural defects in the flower. And then also um, based off of the structure of the flower, we can uh, and uh, how it hits the nose whenever you smell the flower, you can determine some of the effects that that flower may provide. And so we do a very um, robust examination of our flower when it comes in, just to make sure that uh, it does meet our quality standards. We look for um, hand-trimmed flower and uh, making sure that it's a very perfect uh, specimen. So uh, that's how we uh, handle all of our flower on all of our tinctures and products that are formulated for us. We basically receive a COA from um, the manufacturers that are, are making a lot of our formulations for us. And then we send a sample uh, confirming what that is to our lab, um, independent of that. So we take uh, what our supplier has provided and then we do a confirmation COA just to make sure that everything uh, matches up. That's part of how we um, are able to manage our suppliers and how we've, able, we've been able to 
um, limit our suppliers to the group that we work with now because everything is consistent and exactly what we expect. So you talked about this term that I don't think I've ever heard before, an interpreter. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you did. Interpreter. (laughs) Okay. Well, can you please go into that? I think our listeners would really enjoy hearing about what exactly that is. Sure. So a certified interpreter is basically a cannabis sommelier. So my um, training comes from the Tricom Institute and they, um, they have a course uh, on to certify you as an interpreter. And basically they teach you how to examine a flower and based off of its visual appearance and how it hits the nose, you're able to determine whether it's a broadleaf specimen, which would be more of an indica like uh, example, or if it's a narrow leaf um, species, which would be more like a sativa or a hybrid of those. And so it's a very interesting uh, concept. And these are concepts that We've all kind of learned over the years, but this puts it in a very scientific method so that you can repeat that and, and uh, truly understand and, and anticipate what the effect of the cannabis flower would be. And it applies not just to hemp, but to marijuana and all forms of cannabis. That's really interesting. I think that that's awesome that you went ahead and got that certification as, you know, an owner of an e-commerce site and somebody that's purchasing and you're, you know, you're buying these flour from farmers via wholesale. So you're wanting to look at the quality. I think you've just gone kind of the extra mile to do so. For sure. And and these are all of our products are uh, products that we use and we recommend to our family. I mean, our entire family from my great grandparents, uh, you know, all the way down to some of our children, they're using various uh, cannabinoid products. And so we, you know, we would do it even if that wasn't the case, but this is our family that is relying on uh, these products for their health and wellness. And so we want to put as much care and concern into that process as we can and make sure that it's the absolute highest quality available. Well, you talk about plant medicine and how important that is to you and your wife. Um, Where do you think you would like to see our state go in terms of plant medicine with the hemp and cannabis industry? Sure. I would like to see that um, we're full legalization of plant medicine. I think that that is the future. I would love to see um, marijuana be descheduled and be you know, treated uh, just like any other form of medicine. I'd love to see Texas have a, a program, you know, the teacup program, which I'm also a participant in. Uh, I think it's a wonderful program. It needs to be expanded. Some of the limits on THC need to be um, removed to make, to make it more effective medicine for a lot of people. And so I think uh, we're, we're moving in that direction. Unfortunately, it's moving slower than it should here in Texas, but I do see that uh, the shift is happening and it's exciting to be a part of that movement. It is exciting. And I think that, you know, we still have an uphill battle. I think we've all seen that, especially with the Delta eight issue. Um, and, you know, I think recently we've seen federally, there is a Republican that's carrying a, you know, marijuana legalization bill, a decriminalization bill. So it's, uh, it's exciting to see them move forward with that on the federal level. Um, I think, I think we can agree that Texas still has some time to catch up with the rest of our nation. Maybe once that happens, (laughs) but um, you know, it's, it's a positive and it's a lot of reinforcement to see people like yourself who are concerned with plant medicine that, that understand it and see the benefits. So, you know, I have an interesting question to ask. You are a retail store owner for hemp and CBD products, and you're also a member of the teacup program. So 
I would love to hear your perspective when it comes to, you know, the teacup program and, and the medicine that you're getting with that program versus maybe some of the medicine that you're, you're selling in your retail store. Sure. So the teacup program provides for a very low uh, THC uh, CBD tinctures, uh, basically. And so we have very similar products in our store. Um, The reason I wanted to participate in teacup is because I feel the more people that sign up and the more demand is there, we're basically showing our legislators that, hey, Texans need this. We need a way to, um, for those of us who choose plant medicine over pharmaceuticals, we need a way to be able to get the medicine that we need. And so Um, My participation in that is purely to help see the program grow and expand, but they are, it's a very, it is very high quality medicine. Um, The way that they've uh, formulated their tinctures, it is very good. The uh, terpenes that they're using are very high quality. And so the the flavor of their tinctures, I I would call them very high quality. I was actually surprised at uh, how effective everything was, but it is very uh, very expensive, and it is a, a you know substantially lower dose than what a lot of people require. So, for most, it's going to be cost prohibitive. Um, I could see where it you know it would be several hundred dollars a month to be able to get medicine for that program, especially for certain uh, ailments that people are facing where they may require a much higher dose. And so, I think with our products, it's a great um, way to supplement that. There may be people that have a prescription and, you know, maybe they start out on that program, but they just can't afford the, you know, several hundred dollar a month bill. There's other products that they can use to supplement that. And we have uh, several patients that are in the teacup program, but they'll also use our gummies and they'll, they'll use those D9 gummies to kind of supplement and make their tinctures last longer. So I think there's, there's plenty of room for, for both the, you know, options to be out there for people. Well, that's good to hear. And that's kind of what I was wanting to know is, are you seeing, you know, that's true. It's what you've said is you've had clients that have come to you and say like, look, Hey, we're using this as a supplement because obviously the teacup program is very expensive to keep up with. And, you know, with CBD products and these new Delta nine gummies that have come out, you know, people maybe are able to, you know, use those as medicine as well. For sure, because the Delta nine gummies are very similar. If you look at the formulation of the COA, it's very similar to what's available through the teacup program. And I think that our industry is going to be ever changing. And then there's always going to be some type of, you know, hemp, we have less regulations, right? And that's where we're trying to keep it. And, and poor teacup, they have a lot of regulations. And so there's always going to be that, you know, our products are going to be similar until there's going to be less regulation on that teacup and the compassionate use program. Um, so, you know, we obviously know you're a huge plan of you know, huge fan of plant medicine that you really, really care about the quality of the products that are in your store. Um, and, and just to end on this note, you know, in the Texas hemp program, what are some things that have excited you that have kept you motivated? And, and what are some things that you would like to see develop to where you could see us really moving into the future to, to help make sure that we're all going to be successful? Sure. I think that the, um, the testing requirements on the farmer, I think those changes that we saw over the last year are very beneficial, um, you know, aligning our regulations with the real world and making sure that we're not, uh, you know, uh, putting an extraneous, uh, you know, stress factor on the farmer, something that's hard for them to, to manage through. I think uh, that's been a very positive change. I think also seeing the limits of the teacup program um, to be raised to 1% is very positive change as well we still have a lot of room for improvement. And I think the more people that will, um, you know, 
kind of uh, step up and become activists and advocates for the industry and uh, in standing up for plant medicine, I think we'll continue to see that shift uh, over the next uh, couple of years. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being on this podcast with us today. And if, if anybody is looking to follow you guys or to find you and your webpage, uh, how would they get there? Sure. Thank you, Alyssa. It's been great visiting with you today. They can reach us at www.naturespurposecbd.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and you can find us at Nature's Purpose CBD. Well, everybody go find their website. As I've said, it's absolutely beautiful and they really do show the quality of every product that they have on their website. Um, they work with some wonderful farmers out there. They have a wonderful brand and other ones. So if you're looking to start using CBD products, please visit uh, nature's purpose CBD. And uh, thank you so much, Jason. And we hope to see you soon. Thank you, Alyssa. Have a great day.